Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to a sad episode, I would say, of the Talking Blues podcast. I am Josh, and I am joined by my co-host, Peter. Um, Alex is not able to join us today. He's doing some school stuff. I'm just going to move my mic a little bit closer. I don't know if anyone can hear that or tell the difference. But anyway, I am Josh, and I am joined by my uh, co-host, Peter, and we are here to break down this unfortunate loss to Arsenal, which always seems to happen, uh, especially recently. We have not been able to beat the team of Arsenal and it sucks, um, especially because we have friends that are Arsenal fans, and they are not fun when um, when they win and they beat us. And yeah, I, let, let's just say I'm not the happiest with that stuff. But anyway, I guess we'll move on now to the goal. Um, obviously, Jorginho, what the hell are you doing? That's first of all. I'm, I, I guess I'll give him a little bit, you know, obviously Kepo was out of the net. I'm going to give credit to Keppa there. What a wonderful save um, on the first half. And to be honest, it was almost missed by um, Rao. I think it's Ro, is I think his name. Um, uh, let me see. Let's see. Emil Peter. What's what's his name? The guy who scored. Em- Emil, Emil Smith-Rowe. Smith-Rowe. Emil Smith-Rowe. Thank you. I was going to say Emily Smith-Rowe. But yeah, Emil Smith-Rowe um, scored for Arsenal. And he almost missed, to be honest. Obviously hit that right corner by the, cross, by the uh, post. Excuse me. And you know what? I think we almost denied that chance, Peter. I think that was a wonderful save by Keppa. I want to give credit for stopping that awful pass back to Orhinio. He didn't even know that Keppa was in a net. Um, and then, obviously, there was nothing really that Silva could do after the fact. Um, and they were able to score. So we gifted them a goal. I think we controlled possession in this game. I think we did everything we needed to do. We put balls into the box and we just weren't able to finish. And then I felt like just that double miss off the crossbar of Zuma's header to then Olivier Giroud's tap off the crossbar just was like the definition of how this game went. Um, It was just sloppy. It wasn't sloppy. It was just unlucky. This was just not our night. I saw someone on Twitter said that like, this is the definition of this is not our night. Um, I think that crossbar definitely that crossbar double crossbar with the header and the kick from Giroud definitely defined that. Um, obviously, there were some players that did not have the best game. I think Jorginho is one of them, and I think you know Billy Gilmore taking him off at half was a little bit premature. 
think he needed to stay on. But, I mean, Peter, I'll send it to you and your thoughts on the match. I don't know where to start. Uh, okay, well, first I'll start uh, with the goal, which is the biggest thing. And I know how you mentioned you said how Keppel wasn't in net. That was the, that's what you're supposed to do. As a goalie, you're taught to – I played goalie. I played soccer, and I played goalie before I switched to being a field. And you're always – coaches always say, don't stand in the goal so that doesn't happen. Because if you stand outside the goal, if it's a mishit pass, it will just go out for a corner. But if you stand in the goal and they miss hit a pass, it might go in. But Jorginho, when he he didn't look, that's the problem. He didn't look up to look and see where Kepa was. He, he took a touch. He looked. Kepa was still in it, but he was moving over. And then he just looked straight down, wasn't looking at where he was trying to pass to, and then he just kicked it into the net. So that's completely on Jorginho. Kepa did extremely, extremely well to get there to make the save. I think Thiago Silva, I mean... He, he shouldn't have saved. It should have been a goal, right? But I think he could have done better. At, he kind of just ran past and didn't really... He kind of marked space instead of marking Smith-Rowe. It, we might have been able to stop the chance, but, I mean, realistically, they have to score there or they shouldn't be in playing for... I mean, some saying playing for Arsenal, like Arsenal are an incredibly great team, but playing in the Prem, they have to be able to score that. I mean, he almost missed. He, he, he missed, completely missed it. He hit it off of his plant foot. He hit it with his left foot, and then it bounced off of his plant foot into the corner. That was almost a miss. That would have been so funny. But it didn't, and we didn't score. And this, I don't want to say this because it's like it's not like this, but this felt like a Frank Lampard game where we are just can't do anything, right? We can't create chances going forward. We keep the ball well. We just cycle back and forth. We can't do anything. We can't, uh, we can't. I mean, we created chances, that's the thing, but we just couldn't score. We pretty much just dominated the game, but we didn't get a goal. I mean, you said it wasn't really that sloppy, and it was just unlucky, but I think it was sloppy. We missed a lot of passes. I mean, both teams did. It was a very, very bad game all around, if you look back at it. I mean, a few things I want to point out. I I actually took notes during the game because of how boring the game was, about things I wanted to say because I was so bored because we were just passing it around and cycling it. So a few things I wrote down is that we should play Marcus Alonso up front next game because apparently he's the only one on our team that can actually finish. Obviously, Kai Havertz had a miss that was terrible. It was a great work by him to steal the ball and then get create the chance on the one-on-one. Completely missed it. I mean, Pulisic had a header from like two yards out that he skied. He, that's tough, but he still should have scored. Mount, uh, obviously, Mount should have scored probably. It was uh, blocked locked i say with air quotes because it hit uh it hit i think it was whoever was playing right center back i forget his name uh holding rob holding it hit off of his hand it was at his body but var didn't even check it that's another thing there was a few penalty shots that var didn't even check at all havertz havertz got taken down twice sure he was looking for contact and he went down easily but he still i don't understand how they can't even check that that, that was kind of, I don't know. They should have definitely checked it. I don't think they were penalties, but I think one of them definitely... I've seen penalties that are less contact than that been given, especially with VAR, and but they didn't even go to check them, which, whatever, I guess. It's Chelsea. They hate us. Referees always go against us, especially against Arsenal, apparently. But um, like you said, Josh, I think Billy Gilmore getting taken off at halftime was a bit premature. I think in the first half, he was probably our best player i think he was our only player that actually created anything trying to go forward he won a few corners from playing long balls 
I mean, he kept the ball well. Sure, you'd rather have him go forward a bit more, but every player that was on our team just kind of just kept the ball and didn't try to go forward. Um, I mean, Tuchel said it after the game. Some of the subs he made weren't the best. He said he made too many changes from the midweek, and then and he, he knew what he went wrong. And I think there's a few things you can definitely point out that are like – that he definitely did wrong. I think Zuma coming in for Rudiger was not a good decision because Rudiger's been playing very, very well. I don't think Zuma played inherently bad, but he didn't really play well either. I think taking Billy Gilmore off at halftime was another thing. And I think, I mean, there's probably, there's so many options. He knows. And I think that's going to be interesting to look on. I think it's Saturday when we play against Leicester. I think it's going to be interesting to see how he feels he messed up this game and how he'll translate that to his lineup but i think that's pretty much everything uh my men of the match i will give to nobody i will give it to billy gilmore for his first half performance before he got taken off but it was a terrible game i don't think anybody deserved it maybe christian pulisic he was really the only one who created chances he had a few good runs some good skills a few good crosses into the box and two actually i have two more things i just i just remembered uh this is I want. I just want to say this because, I, as you know, if you've listened before to this podcast, I'm a big Warner supporter. Imagine if that was Timo Warner that hit that off the crossbar, right? And I don't think anybody's talking about like this is Rumis, yeah. But if that it was Timo Warner who missed that off the crossbar, I think a lot, a lot, a lot of people would be completely just trashing him for doing that. But no one's doing it for Giroud. Just want to put that out there. I'm not saying that's how I because obviously you don't expect him to score. I think. It was a good effort by him to keep it down and keep it on on frame. But if it was Timo Warner, there'd be some... Uh, he'd definitely get trashed. And corners and set pieces in general. I don't think we've had a good corner in the past, like, 10 games. We started off so well from them, but I think literally almost every single delivery into the box was just completely terrible. We, I think we scored a goal off of a corner, but it was offsides. Kai Havertz... It was a Christian Pulisic goal, but it was offsides from a corner. But, I mean, every single delivery is way too far, and we don't create anything from them. And we have so many. That's the thing, because we play so well attacking, try to get a ball, and it got blocked. We got a corner, and then we just completely wasted the chance. We just need to create chances. Well, not even create chances. We just need to finish chances. We controlled the game. Just finish the chances, control the game like we did, and don't do anything stupid like Draginha. Just, Just... it's no sloppy stuff. And I think we'll be fine in the FA Cup final because we we can beat really good teams like Man City, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, all these teams. Leicester, obviously, really good, but we definitely can. We've shown that we can. We just need to eliminate the silly stuff and finish. Yeah, and I mean, you look at the Premier League table now. Um, obviously, you have Manchester City um, sitting in first with 80 points, Manchester United with 70 in second, and then Leicester City uh, in third with 66 points, and we'll see them next week. I think that's on Wednesday, that match. Uh, and then we sit in fourth with, with uh, 64 points. We basically have fourth spot. Our fourth uh, spot in the Premier League table is locked up. Uh, West Ham sitting in fifth are all the way back at 58 points. So that's fine. We have fourth locked up. We're good there. But, I mean, we can slide into third, and I really hope that we do. Obviously, we'll have Aston Villa coming up. We'll have... Leicester coming up, um, and I just I I really hope we're able to to slide into that top three because why not? Obviously, uh, we already secured uh, 
uh, UEFA Champions League next season, basically finishing in top four, which um, we don't know what's going to happen there with all that stuff happening with the Super League and the, you know, the, the, uh, all that stuff. So I don't know how the Champions League is going to look next year, but what I do know is that we have 64 points. We are only, we are only uh, two points behind Leicester City in third, even though we have this loss to Arsenal. And there's still a chance that we can finish top three, which would be very, that, that would be very nice. I think I would enjoy that. Um, I guess we can just go on to that Leicester City preview. That match is going to be happening this Saturday at 12.15 p.m. Um, obviously, that would be, what, 5.15 for all of you watching in the UK. The final round of the FA Cup, the champion of England, um, right, I guess it would be. And Chelsea versus uh, Leicester City. It's exciting stuff, and I think, like you said, Peter, we can beat up on these big clubs. We can win against them, and for some reason, we can't win against a small club of uh, Arsenal for for some odd reason. But I guess I'll just throw it right to my lineup. For some reason, they had Kepa starting in this match against Arsenal, which, like I said, didn't even do that bad. He did pretty well, and obviously, he's our FA Cup goalkeeper, so I was like, do we have him go two games in a row? Did they start? Did uh, Tuchel start him? today so we didn't have to start him over the weekend but he's our FA Cup goalkeeper so I'm going to keep him in the FA Cup I think he starts and then I think Rudiger, Silva and Asby are our back three. I think Tuchel said in his press conference Kepa kind of started Arsenal as like a tune-up I think he I don't remember the exact words but it was basically just a warm-up for playing again in the FA Cup final and then back three I think Zuma comes out Rudiger comes back in and as B. Thiago Silva, Rudiger as the back three. And midfield, this is tough. Conte definitely comes back in. And then I think Chirwell starts on the left. Reese James starts on the right. And I think Mason Mount starts in the middle. A bit of a, a, bit of a twist. I think Mount, Conte, James, Chirwell. Midfield, James, Chirwell, Conte, Horinio. I don't want to switch anything up there. Mount, left mid. Uh, Zia right mid, I think, and then Werner starting at the striker uh, position. Didn't see him, so I'm guessing they're resting him for this match, and that's why he's going to be starting for me. Score prediction, I'll just go right to it now. Probably going to go with a 2-1 win for Chelsea. I think they will be able to wrap this one up. I think Leicester City will be able to get a goal on Kepa. Um, but you know what? I think we are going to be FA Cup champions, and I think that would be super cool. And hopefully, obviously, that translates into the European Championship, which, of course, is the UEFA Champions League final, which will be uh, in a few weeks. But for right now, 2-1 win in the FA Cup final. I think we're FA Cup champions after this match. For me, the front three, obviously, and Mount starting in the midfield, so we can't start in the front three. I think Warner definitely comes back in after not playing. I think it's just, I think, holistic starts, and I think... I think Kai Havertz starts. I think Kai Havertz will start up top. He played pretty well, I guess. I mean, he missed the one-on-one, but I mean, he created that chance. He won a few balls. He had created some chances, Had almost had an assist to Mason Mount. I think he played pretty well. So I think he'll start up top. Then Werner and Pulisic will be the two behind him. Score prediction, I think it will be 1-0 or 2-0. I think we can keep a Chelsea win. I think we can keep a clean sheet. But after this game, I don't even know if we can score. So I think 1-0 is pretty accurate. And I do want to say one thing because I forgot to say this right because uh, we went straight into the lineups. Top four is not secure. If Liverpool will 
we don't know yet. We're recording this before the before the Liverpool Man United match. But if Liverpool win that game and win their other game in hand, they are only one point behind us with two games to play. And they play, I think, Burnley and someone else. Well, we play Leicester and Aston Villa, and we have a we have a tougher two game. It's not a hundred percent secured, but if Liverpool lose to Man United this afternoon when we're recording, this, then it is a hundred percent secured. I don't think it's a hundred percent wrapped up. I think we're in a really really good spot, and I think it is likely that we will get top four. But everybody's saying that oh, it doesn't matter that we lost, uh, whatever. You basically have top four secured anyway. It was just sad that we lost to Arsenal. Yeah, we'll be fighting for timing. Uh, we'll we'll definitely be fighting for timing when this episode comes out because we'll put this out obviously as quickly as I edit. Um, so you know, and then it takes a few hours. So it will be like the early afternoon time when this episode comes out. So we'll have to see if anyone sneaks a listen before uh this game the the match this afternoon with Liverpool. Um. But whatever it is, yes, it's not 100% confirmed, Peter. But, you know, I was trying to stay on the positive side, even though this awful loss against Arsenal kind of does not help me there, especially since I'm a negative person. I predicted Chelsea to win, and now Chelsea loses. Not the best thing. But um, for right now, I am going to wrap it up. I think we're pretty good right now. Hopefully Alex will be able to join us for this episode later um, next week. Uh, not later next week, but, you know, later into next week. Obviously, double Leicester City matches. So episode will probably be recorded and come out on Monday. We'll be able to hopefully talk about the FA Cup champions of Chelsea and not Leicester City because then we have to go into a match against them uh, on Tuesday. So that's how that one's going to work. A few things that you guys can do to help support us. We actually just got a new rating and review, which is cool. So if you can subscribe, drop a five-star rating and review, and um, that would be great. And then Twitter's at TalkingBluesPod on Twitter. Really appreciate it. I think that's everything, right, Peter? I think I think we're good. So that's the episode of Talking Blues, and we will see you next time for another episode. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.